When it comes to commercial snow removal, look to Tovar Snow Professionals. With the largest snow and ice management fleet in the Midwest, Tovar delivers top-notch commercial sidewalk and parking lot clearing services, even in winter's worst weather conditions. With their 24-hour live office staff, certified meteorologists, and personal service, they are leaders in professional snow removal. To get a free estimate for snow removal on your site, go to baseball.tovarsnow.com or call 844-GO-TOVAR. That number again is 844-GO-TOVAR. Tovar Snow Professionals, Chicago's snow plowing leader. Tovar is an equal opportunity employer. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in for giving back to those in need. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400 podcast is on the air and we got a guy we're bringing in today a guy who i wanted to talk to for a very long time well first before we introduce evan what's up guys well you know same old the cubs are up man cubs cubs are hot again they are it's about time (laughs) they're at home they want their home they get rid of the road blues Sweet home. <laughs> because they're home. Because they're home. <laughs> so I, I've been wanting to talk to Evan for a long time. Evan Altman of the Cubs Insider right now on top of their game. Th- these guys are on top of their game as much as you can be on top of your game as far as getting news to the fans first. Evan, what's going on? How you doing tonight? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's kind of nice to have every, every now and again. Of course, the Cubs are coming off a couple wins, right? we got a recording here on Monday night, and they're not playing but every once in a while, I actually really enjoy the off nights. Uh, I think my family enjoys when they have an off night because I, I'm actually interacting uh, with them instead of locking into the game. But it's a nice little break, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward, uh, you know, after some of these moves it made to get guys back healthy. Um, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more positive than I was two days ago. We'll say that. Exactly, and I, and I think that's a thing. That's a great thing about baseball, as you know. Uh, there's always tomorrow, uh, and you can wash away a bad loss pretty quickly. Uh, let's talk about you, though, Evan. That's what really what we're going to focus on here, about uh, about you growing up, how you became a Cubs fan, and eventually we'll get into the Cubs insider. Yeah, so um, I grew up, you know, I think it was uh, uh, maybe 80 miles or so southeast of Chicago. Uh, it's a tiny little town called North Judson, Indiana, and um, I grew up out in the country. And at the time, of course, you know, when, when I was a kid, uh, as, as most of us, I think anybody who's really under the age or over the age of 35, you grew up in there. There were no lights at Wrigley. Every game was during the day. Every game was on WGN. And, and we got like four stations, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I was literally lived in the middle of a cornfield. And so we had a couple stations out of South Bend. We got, uh, a couple stations out of Chicago and one of those is WGN. Well, uh, as you probably know, during the day uh, on all the stations, it was either soap operas or old sitcoms or the Cubs. And so that was really your only choice. My, and my dad was a Cubs fan. And my grandpa, my, actually both of my grandfathers, and they lived around us. They were Cubs fans. And so when we'd be out doing stuff, we'd be out in the car, we'd be listening to it on the, on the, on the radio. And when we were home, my brother and I would be watching it on TV. And you could do that every afternoon. And so 
just became uh, diehard, you know, as a result of that. And so, you know, by the time the, the lights did come on, uh, you know, I was already 10 years old and, and my fandom was, was pretty well cemented by that point. So that's, it's, it's like the only thing I ever knew. And that, that was, that was it for me, man, for like 10 years growing up, that was every, every summer afternoon you were sitting there watching the Cubs. So it, uh, it just stuck. So you're, you're, you're at that age where you're basically, I mean, I'm guessing here, but you fell in love with the Cubs probably in 80, you're like an 84 guy, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, right. so yeah, grew up with my son is named Ryan. Um, obviously for, for that reason, you know, so watching Sandberg in that 84 season, the, the MVP and, you know, hearing, uh, go Cubs go when it was new, right. When, when they didn't, uh, when it wasn't just some hokey song that people are like, Oh, they sing this after wins. Like I, I remember when that was a new, a new yeah. song. It was like, Oh, this is, this is really cool. My dad's singing it. And I was like, Oh, okay. So yeah, that was, that was my team. And, and that's, uh, that's still, you know, those memories, and that was at a time when you, you know, I was young enough to not really realize like what a crazy thing that was that the Cubs were good and that they had won the division and and all that. And so, you know, it took a while. It was only after that that I realized how how big a deal that was. And, and of course, now we're uh, now we're used to them being good again. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, how that doesn't happen every year. <laughs> yeah, like oh hey, this is cool. My team, you know, I was like my my kids now you know, they don't know otherwise. Right. Um, you know, they're, I mean, my, my daughter wasn't into it enough at the time, but she's about to turn 13. My son's 10. So realistically, you know, for, for the entire, uh, of their lives that they've been around to have kind of known about the team. And they, you know, we've been taking them up there to games forever, but, uh, they've only known that the Cubs are like really good in the playoffs all the time. And, and the daddy's involved with it. So I was like, well, Man, that, if you guys would have would have been around a few years ago, it'd be a different story. Yeah, that's what cracks me up about everybody complaining right now about the team and you know how we should get rid of this person and this manager and this GM and all that kind of thing. And it's like, you realize where we're at compared to, you know, nineteen eighty six, you know, eighty seven, some of those years that weren't so, so great. The nineties, basically, the nineties, or the nineties, or the seventies. Take your pick, you all know. Right. 2012 i mean we can go pretty much every other year except 15 to now but evan i was thinking like being you the what you said 80 miles uh in, in indiana so when you went to it you probably didn't get to go to the cubs game that much so you um but when you did i'm sure it was a special day yeah and that, and that was really the thing so like my dad growing up um was a farmer and so you know obviously the the days, you know, that was, that was work, right? There was no, there was no time to take a, a day off. My mom was a nurse. So, you know, having both parents working full time. And so it was a, it was a really special occasion. It was maybe, you know, once a year, uh, we'd be able to get up there. And, and there were certain times like you do stuff where, you know, um, a local, you know, maybe a, a church group would go up and like get a bus or something and go up there or, you know, some other group, uh, the Lions Club or whatever. I'm just maybe making stuff up, but they do those those trips. And so a lot of times we do them like that. So I, I do distinctly remember one time, and I'm trying to remember when this would have been, maybe like 92, 93-ish. It was when Greg Maddox was with the uh, with the Braves at that point, but they were in town to play the Cubs, and it ended up being a doubleheader, and Maddox pitched the the front half of it. And, uh, and it had been a rescheduled doubleheader because of rain, I think earlier the, the day before somewhere like that. So we actually got to stay for part of the second game. We had to get back because of the bus or whatever, but Maddox pitched that first game and it lasted like two hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a typical Maddox, right? Just 
just yeah. obliterated the Cubs. But the, my my memory of that that was the first game. That was the first time I ever actually bought a jersey. My parents didn't kind of spend on things like that for us, and and so. But I had made some money on my own from working a little bit over the summer and allowances and things like that. And so I I bought you know when they still had the the one just a small uh, the really cramped souvenir and and uh, merchandise store right there as you walked in under the marquee right. and i went in there and i went through and i was like well i'm i'm, I'm gonna buy you know Sosa was coming up at that at the time and was really coming into it just before he really got big but then um you know sandberg was kind of in his in his last hurrah so maybe it's a little bit later than 93 but anyway i bought a ryan sandberg jersey and that was the you know the first one i and i still have it um it, it's still kind of, I can't Does really button it. Still it. Fit? Oh yeah. yeah I, can't, really? I can't button it, but I can, wow. you know, that's, it's, just, it's good that I did not buy the, the V-neck <laughs> style, uh, because then I'd be, you know, a little bit tight, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to say the things it's gotta be 25 years old, at least I think at this point. So, uh, so that's like a cool memory for me of, but those, and, and then I went for a long time without going, um, like all during college, you know, I, I didn't go. So the first time I had gone back, it um, was in 2001 after about four or five years away. And, and that was like the coolest experience for somebody, um, you know, having not gone, I was there with, uh, at the time, uh, the girl that I was dating and then her roommate and a couple of my roommates. So we all go up there and I get to, and none of them had ever been. And it just happened to be fan appreciation day. And this was again, 2001. So it was supposed to have been the last day of the season, but because of nine 11, it pushed everything back several days. They had canceled the season for a few days. And, uh, and so this was on a Sunday and we got to go out on the field before the game and walk around. So we're sitting in the outfield and thinking like, man, this is, I haven't been here in forever. And now I get to go these, these other guys have never been here at all. And the first time they come, they just get to walk right out on the outfield. And, um, and we saw it was, uh, it was Fred McGriff and, um, Oh, who else? It was Rondell white, Fred McGriff. And, Todd, uh, Todd Hundley, Todd Hundley, yep, went three home runs on three consecutive pitches. No way. Yeah, and That's so it was classic. like the wildest that you know. I'm like, man, how's this? And so that was kind of one of those. Those are like two of my experiences I can kind of point to. You know, this the good and the bad thing. I didn't get to go to many games, but then the ones that I did go to uh, kind of stand out. And so that was kind of a fun thing. And and you know, now obviously I've been able to get up more frequently, but uh, but there's still there's still a lot of magic in the place. And that's, uh, that's kind of fun when you can really realize that. And it, at the time that it's happening. So let's rewind it a tiny bit. Uh, where, where'd you go to uh, school at and what would you graduate with back then? Yeah. So, um, after I finished up, so I went to, went to high school at, uh, North Judson San Pierre high school, home of, uh, David Haw of the Chicago yeah, Tribune. My guy. 70 the score. Yeah. So, uh, so David is, is just, just a little bit older than me. Uh, we won't, but I, but it, it was, it's funny that, you know, our paths have kind of crossed here, uh, you know, much later, but growing up, I watched him cause he was a stud football and basketball player. And, uh, and so that was kind of cool because the, the football team went undefeated and, and made it to the state championship that year. And he graduated as Indiana high school football's all time leading receiver. And, uh, and I think he led the state in assists because his quarterback was the leading scorer in the state of Indiana, uh, for basketball. So anyway, um, once I got out of there, the little sidebar there, uh, went to Hanover college, which is down in, uh, Southeast Indiana, right on the Ohio river. So, um, just across from Kentucky, um, 
somewhat equidistant. It's about two hours from Indianapolis, about an hour from Louisville, and, and an hour-ish from Cincinnati. So uh, just a small liberal arts school and went there to kind of study English and, and because I didn't really know what else I, I wanted to do. And, uh, and it was, it was actually kind of cool for the sports aspect of it because th- at that time, anyway, we got television stations from all three from Indy, Louisville and Cincinnati. And so you could watch, you know, Hey, you college football fan, college basketball fan, you had stations from everywhere. You could watch all these teams as they were playing and, and we didn't get blacked out from Cubs games. So I could watch any of those that came on regardless. And, and it was a, it was a fun little time, and then I, uh, after I graduated, I moved up to Indianapolis, and, and I've been here uh, for the last almost 20 years. So I graduated in 2001. Um, so, yeah, so eight, 18 years. Gosh, that seems like a long time, but I guess that's accurate. So writing, has that always been in your blood? Is it something that you've always enjoyed doing? Yeah, that was, um, you know, when I was in high school, that was always my favorite thing was um, English class and and trying to to do more of the creative style of writing um my my college didn't offer a degree in um you know it was just a a basic english degree so it was technically an english lit degree but i did uh an independent study in uh in fiction uh, creative fiction writing and and wrote several short stories and and that's something i've kind of tried to get into but then you know you get out of that and uh and, and sort of i fell away from it for a while and but it's but it's that's always definitely been there. So voraciously reading and, and trying to consume as much of that, primarily on the fiction side of things, which I think may probably influence the way that I write now, because it's not necessarily like from a journalism standpoint. I have zero training. I, we didn't have a school paper really in high school. Um, I was not involved in that and, uh, in college in any way of like really putting anything out there for public consumption. But, uh, but yeah, that's always been, and then the, the, the bug bit me really hard a few years ago and, and it's kind of turned into, to, to, I guess, whatever this thing is now that I'm doing. Yeah. Now, now was it in college where you learned the names of the members of the Wu Tang clan? <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, so that, that would have been, um, you know, right around 94. So I still was, uh, was definitely in high school at the time, but, but that, uh, absolutely grew. So I do remember when, a when a couple of the different, actually, uh, I want to say, so into the Wu-Tang came out in 93 and then Wu-Tang forever came out shortly after I graduated from, uh, from high school. So I remember buying that. And then the W, which is another one of their big albums came out while I was in college. So I do distinctly remember, all those things. And then thankfully I, I actually recently got a chance to see them in concert, uh, up at the Aragon ballroom They're uh, they're on the North side. So, uh, so yeah, I, I've, I've, uh, been kind of stuck with those guys for as long as I've been doing anything else. Really. That's funny. I, I grew up with rap music myself. I was more of a NWA, NWA guy, easy E oh, yeah. too short. Now, but, for those who don't know though, Evan, was able to name all 10 members of the Wu-Tang Clan in under 3.5 seconds. I saw that in Which bio. blows my mind because I can't do anything in 3.5 <laughs> seconds. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> uh, that's not what your wife told me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I was going to ask you. Um, I, I, actually, I, I saw. I don't know when it's coming out, but there is a documentary coming out on the Wu-Tang Clan that I was definitely wanting to watch. I just watched the one on Meek Mills, which I 
found thoroughly interesting that you could find right now on Amazon. Well, that's we're getting off the point here, but it's funny that uh, you have a, uh, a a background in rap, and uh, and I never got to see the Wu Tang Clan, but they're on my list to go see one day. So, uh, so you got when you got when did you get married? How long ago did you get married? Do you have kids? So yeah, so got married on uh, on July thirtieth of uh, of two thousand five. So. Uh, actually, the day before Ryan Sandberg was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. How so did, as we were, opening, how did that work opening, out with your wedding? Um, so the the wedding was it, was, it actually worked out pretty well because we opened gifts the next day and I got to watch the speech. But nice. um, our uh, our wedding was like kind of a we had a baseball theme. The rehearsal dinner, the the pastor wore a, a referee's shirt, uh, and then everybody had you know sports jerseys on and and that sort of thing. And then we had. Um, we actually walked out at our reception to Harry Carey singing, take me out to the ball game. Um, that sort of thing. I, ha- I actually had a Cubs cheesecake uh, for my groom's cake that I was, that then somebody ended up tossing out. So that was kind of unfortunate. So I never actually got to eat more than like a bite of it, which is uh, to this day is a bit of a disappointment, but we did um, like the placemats. I'd actually made them up and, and took, uh, took the box score and like did it as if there were two different teams and, and scored the game and this whole thing. And so then we got those laminated. And so it was all, it was all kind of a fun. And, and, and your, deal. and your wife approved this going in, huh? She must. Yeah. Be, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she was, and she grew up. So she actually grew up in Richmond, Indiana, but her whole family's from Hammond, um, which, you know, part of the Chicago land area right there in Northwest Indiana. And they, they're all huge sports fans. Although uh, her dad is a, is a big white Sox fan. But they're they're huge Bears fans. I know. So he's also a Purdue guy, and I'm an, an Indiana University fan. And so that that's kind of weird. But my wife, when she was like four years old, could name. And to this day, you could still give her numbers of the '85 Bears, and she used to know every single player on the Bears roster by number. And so there's there's a little bit of that there. Uh, so she she was she was cool with it, just from her own background and and the novelty of it. I think. That's awesome. You know, you're the first guy I've ever met besides myself that had a Cubs themed wedding. And uh, so I respect that, man, because, you know, my wife, I met at Wrigley Field. I met her at the full shilling there next to Metro. And she kind of knew what she was getting into, but I don't think, you know, we talk about it all the time, but I don't think she knew this was going to happen with all all the parties and stuff. I'm just going to say to both of you, it takes a rare woman. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So how many no ki- how many kids do you have now, Evan? Uh, I have two. So my daughter Addison um, was born. So we got married on July 30th of 05. Her birthday is uh, August 26th of 06. So we didn't we didn't waste a whole lot of time there. Uh, and then my son Ryan was born a couple years later. So Addison's uh, about oh gosh, what are we? A week from Monday? No, a week from today. Today's the 19th. Oh my God. Uh, my daughter should be a teenager in a week, um, which is kind of a, a scary thought, even though she's been acting like one for three years. So that's kind of par for the course. And then uh, my son will be 11 in October. And so, yeah, we're running all over between soccer and baseball and all that between the two of them and just trying to just trying to stay afloat. It's not easy. Trust me. I, I'm at the age with, with all my friends whose kids are now in sports. And, you know, I'm at that we're at that point now where we don't see each other that much because everybody's, you know, busy, you know, taking care of the kids and getting them off to softball practice or what, or, you know, gymnastics or whatever. So I know there'll be one day when 
the kids get a little bit older, you know, we'll get back together. But yeah, it's 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 when you have kids, man, it's crazy. Uh, so let's talk about what what were you doing before you started Cubs Insider? Um, what were you doing as a career then? So it's uh, and it's it's interesting as far as the timing of it because, and I actually am still doing the same career. So the site uh, remains a uh, a an all consuming hobby. Calling it a hobby is is underselling it because uh, that's not really fair to how much time I, I spend with it i think um but yeah i'm, I'm working with uh work with a, an insurance company um just doing kind of some and they got a lot of travel that's involved there and um but uh but a lot of it allows me uh some time you know certainly i can uh i can leave work at work uh generally which which is really good because then as soon as i'm either as soon as i get up and i typically get up earlier than anybody here in the house and i typically stay up much later so that I can plan stuff for the next day. So I can get a lot of writing done and queue that stuff up. But um, it's, it's kind of funny how it ended up because um, I was, like I said, I, I like to consume different things and, and certainly the online media, you know, really started coming into its own um, yeah, 10 or so years ago. And so I'd read stuff here and there and catch up on it. And, and Yahoo used to offer this outlet called the Yahoo contributor network. And, you know, just regular people could sign up and, and you'd have to, you know, you had to submit some work to them and they'd give you the green light or, uh, or whatever, but they had people that would edit and post the work then. And so you could sign up and, and say, well, Hey, I'd like to write about the Cubs. And and if you did, okay, there you submitted some, you could expand. But, um, before I got involved with it, I'd, I'd read some stuff by this certain guy and everything he wrote, I would just, it would bother me and I'd complain about it. And I put these comments on there and then, you know, I kind of, I, I realized it was like, wait a minute, dummy, you're on here, like saying negative things about this, putting that out there and you're not willing to, to actually step up and do something yourself. And I mean, I, I was raised different from that. I, I was, I believe differently from that is you don't, you don't offer a, a problem or point out a problem if you're not willing to also bring up a solution. So I was like, why am I complaining about what this guy's doing? If I'm going to sit here and say, I can do it better then I need to put my money where my mouth is. And and so I, I signed up and, and started doing some things and, and then um, and then Yahoo actually shut that down. And so that's when I was kind of new to Twitter and kind of put some stuff out there and actually ended up getting hooked up with Tom Loxus, who um, who at the time had, had been with Cubs Den and doing some stuff on Chicago now and was looking to start up his own thing uh, there. So we really got started and, and really tried to build up Cubs Insider from there. And, and we did that under Chicago now, which interestingly enough, at the time, was um, one of the community managers, as they call him, one of the top people there was Julie DeCaro, gotcha. who is now yep. at, at 670 The Score. And so so I've known Julie now for years and years, going back to when we started this thing. But then Tom and I were like, ah, you know, we'd really rather have like our own thing that's not under this umbrella. And um, and so we decided to kind of take it private. And, and, and then Tom had some changes at work and some other stuff, and he wasn't able to continue with it. So I kind of um, took it on and, and really started doing it by myself. And that eventually led to, um, uh, started actually talking with, with John Ferlis, who at the time ran a blog called Cubs kingdom. And, um, and he had put something out on Twitter. like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be out in Cleveland for game one of the world series, whatever. And so, you know, I kind of hooked up on that and just, you know, had a, had a few too many beers, uh, you know, commiserating the, the Cubs loss. We're like, you know what, this would be better off. If we just combine these forces, put this all together. And, uh, and we did and got together with the guys from Cubs related, 
uh, Corey Friedman and Brendan Miller, who have a, a podcast and kind of had a blog that they were running, but then we brought them on board as well and sort of relaunched it as this whole new thing um, right there at uh, at Cubs convention in January of 2017. And, and since then, it's just really taken off because we've got a whole lot more steam behind it, just a lot more a lot more hands on deck. And those guys are all out on the West Coast, so it's awesome uh, for when those late games are coming on or uh, when there's late, late breaking news or whatever that I'm like, hey, guys, it's, you know, it's uh, one in the morning. I want to go to bed. Can you guys handle this? And they're like, yeah, that's cool. It's only, you know, 10 o'clock out here. So it, uh, it, it's, it's just it's worked out really, really well and um, and kind of like. Stu, as I'm sure you can, uh, as I'm sure you can attest with, with, uh, club 400, you know, there, there's no way that when this idea kind of started at whatever point that you ever could have imagined it being where it is now. And, and that's, that's kind of how I felt with this whole thing. At, at one point, you know, I just started doing it because I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bitch about this other guy and, and his blog and, and not, you know, do something on my own. And, and now it's turned into this kind of a, kind of a big uh, entity that takes up a lot of my time, but it's it's cool. I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, yeah, we talk about it all the time. You took your passion, you know, what you, you know, what you really love in life and you and you turned it into something. And I think that's I mean, a lot of people don't uh, you know, go actually make that decision where, yeah, let's do this and you actually did and then you also found other passionate people doing the same exact thing and I always say together we're nothing. Uh, I mean, together we're you know separately we're nothing. Together we are something. And you, you're you're smart because you can't. What I've learned by myself, trust me, you can't do it by yourself. Uh, it's impossible. How, how many writers do you guys have now working with you? Um, you know, it, it uh, there's definitely between we've got a, a bunch of people who do some recap work. We've got some other people who do more regular stuff. So, um, you know, at, at any given time, probably in the neighborhood of ten to fifteen, who are contributing fairly regularly and i mean there's there's a, a stable of probably you know between uh mike Cantor does a does a bunch he does our daily kind of a rundown post that's up there uh, anywhere from five to seven days a week and i mentioned brennan and Corey. john does uh, mainly the behind the scenes stuff and then uh we've just got a, a ton of other people too that I, I i can't even rattle them all off because i'll end up forgetting yeah, right. have named anybody because then i'll then i'll leave somebody out you know it's like the acceptance speech and you're like oh crap then i forgot all these people and then they get mad but um uh, but no it's it's been a really neat uh kind of a kind of a way to you know connect with some different fans and sort of get different perspectives i, I was like that because i think all of us you know it doesn't matter what it is we can kind of tend to you know maybe i see something a certain way and then I'll read something from someone else who has a different perspective, or maybe they notice something that I never did. And then all of a sudden that'll open my eyes uh, to either a new way of thinking or just to some additional context that I didn't have. And so, you know, when the, uh, somebody heard me on the radio the other day, they're like, man, you know, all this stuff, that was awesome. I can't believe, you know, and I'm, I'm like half of what I talked about, I might not have known if it was just me, but, uh, you know, being able to have kind of a community out there, whether it be social media or just the folks from the site, uh, just really helps to kind of enhance your knowledge and and help you to kind of gain more information than what you could, even if you were just sitting there and, and pouring through things all day long. So um, so that, yeah, that that has been the really cool part to me is kind of maybe give a platform to someone else who uh, who wouldn't have otherwise had one. Or, or just again to to kind of give a different perspective 
than what somebody would get if it was just me doing it. That's that's kind of my favorite part of the whole thing. And you guys, I mean, you're out there every single day. You, you're, you're bringing out content, really good content that's, you know, relative what's going on that day. You guys are on top of it. Social media has a lot of different avenues, has a lot of different streets. I mean, there's so many different forms of it. If 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 our listeners want to you know get on the Cubs Insider news, what would the best way to, for them to do that? Is it to go to the website or is it to follow you guys on Facebook? Is it to fo- follow you on Twitter? I mean, like I said, there's so many different ways. But where, where's your main hub at? Where, where your information comes from? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the the nice part about it is that we can keep it so well connected. So I mean, I would say, you know, if you if you follow us on Twitter, so it'd be at Real Cubs Insider. Uh, every time we post something onto the website, anytime a new article comes up, it will automatically be tweeted. So if you if you are on there and you, you know you follow us on there, you have alerts for it, you have us on a list, whatever the case may be, you're going to get that stuff immediately. Um, same with Facebook, although we have to manually post the stuff over to Facebook. Um, so if you do check us out at uh, Cubs Insider over on Facebook, you get that same information. But then. Uh, both of those social channels and, and definitely we're really active on Twitter. So there'll be a lot of stuff that we might put on there. Uh, that'll be like just little statistical things that'll come up, you know, that, that maybe aren't worthy of an entire post, but little interesting stats or facts or, uh, gifts and memes and, and, you know, the kind of thing that's, that's big on social media. I mean, that's just, so I, I would say that's a, a really good follow, but you know, if you do enjoy kind of being part of more of the conversation, uh, although some of the comments were really interesting and, and right before our call here, I was having a, a, <laughs> a reading through some of the comments and, and boy, sometimes that's not a good idea, but, right. um, you know, if, if, especially from the, uh, from, from a, the, a guy who said he was a doctor who was planning on starting his own blog now just to make fun of arrogant bloggers like myself, which I'm actually <laughs> kind of looking forward to because that sounds kind of fun. Um, if it's, a, uh, listen, you know, you've made it when someone is going to create an entire blog just to talk smack about you and, and, and Brett Taylor, he did mention Brett Taylor from Bleacher Nation. So Brett and I will have a hate blog, uh, made up again, which again, I, I take as, that's as a compliment. Yeah, that's a compliment. Right. Sure. That's, yeah. That is awesome. But those are the kind of things you can find if you visit us on the site, which maybe you don't want to, that might not be a, a great idea. Although. Um, you know, what I, what I've found anyway, I, I personally, like, I'm not old enough to have to squint at stuff yet. Although there's certain things that if I'm going to read a longer form piece, I prefer to do that personally on, on a full desktop version. Like if I'm going to read the athletic or, or even some of my, uh, personally, I tend to write longer posts than maybe some of the other guys. I like to look at those myself more on a, on a larger screen and, and just have them all on there. I know some people prefer the mobile version. So no, I'm right with you. I love yeah. it on the on the laptop over the phone for sure. Yeah, it's 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 much easier. Sometimes sometimes you don't have a choice, but then I find myself, you know, depending on the format, like I'm turning my phone to the side and then I'm I'm, I'm pinching out and zooming it out, then I'm hitting, then I'm clicking on the wrong thing and I'm like, God, ah, no, I didn't I didn't want to go to this ad for, you know, Russian brides. That, that, that No, that's not. That's, I don't that need totally, one of those. That was because my fingers are fat, honey. That's not. I totally didn't mean to do that. But, uh, that's and then, not, and that's then, not a real yeah, thing. Yeah. And then it knows that you did that. So then it'll, then that's all the ads you get for right. like, the next week. Um, so, it, so, so yeah. Um, but it is kind of interesting how that pops up. But, you know, I would say, again, 
it, whatever form of social media you prefer, you can find us on that. Yeah. And, and if you don't, then come straight to the site, CubsInsider.com. And, uh, and you can just, you know, we've got some extra links in there. If you want to, you know, if you don't have season tickets or you don't have a, a good connection there, we've got a little StubHub link, that sort of thing. So there's, you know, we got t-shirts we sell on there. So there's, there's lots of other stuff that we'll, uh, we try to hook you with so we can, uh, you know, steal your money and put it in our own pockets. Oh yeah. I mean, you should try to monetize it. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, you're just putting a lot of time into it and, and people are, you know, read, you know, reading your stuff out there and then, you know. You're supplying them with entertainment, basically, you know. Yeah, and, and you know what's really cool though, and and what, like every once in a while there'll be these little deals that'll kind of come across, and people will kind of hit you up for stuff, and it doesn't really work out. But actually, um, the guys at Hexhead Art, um, I saw some of their stuff one time, and I just I had had a few beers, you know, and I was like, I just emailed the the guys over there on there, and I was like, hey, I don't know if you guys have any actual partnerships with anybody or how you do this, but what we'd love, you know, your stuff's awesome. I'd really love to promote it. Is there a way we can do it? And the guy's like, yeah, we do this, 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 here's a link. Here's how you do this. We set that up. And, uh, and that's like, their stuff is awesome. And so it's been kind of cool to do something like that to where to, you know, not that we have like a ton of clout or anything, but to be able to sort of hit somebody up individually rather than just like have generic ads that populate on your site, you know? And, and so I'm like, Hey, this is something that I, you know, I've got the stuff in my own house. I bought this for my family members that's a product that I really like. And so I would prefer to push that and, and to have enough of a platform that like, Hey, it makes sense for them too. They're selling a ton of merchandise through this. I'm making a little bit from it and people who buy them are happy. So that's the kind of stuff I, I sort of dig maybe having a little bit of uh, a more clout than what I would have if I had, you know, then this was five or six years ago and nobody knew who the hell I was. We do need to bring up the subject of beer. Yeah. Cause you are, you, you love craft beer, right? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, a little, little too much, uh, maybe at times. But yes, I am. Uh, we're gonna a bit have of a to. Fan. We're gonna have to get you some Club Four Hundred Lager. So. Uh, oh yeah, I need to get to the post office. I got to mail out a bunch of beer coming up. Which you're not allowed to really mail beer, but you call them yeast samples. That's, <laughs> that's what you tell FedEx. That's what I've been told. Yeast that's samples. Yes, okay. yeah, you tell them it's yeast samples. I was gonna ask you, Evan, like as far as you know, social media and the way things are nowadays, uh, you know. It's, the, the game has changed as far as media is concerned. And it's, with the it's Cubs have so many great fans. They have so many bloggers. And you guys seem to be first on a lot of things. You know, sometimes there's not positive things going on. Sometimes there's negative things. When do you guys decide that, you know, you should cover that? Is that something that you have to reach down? and Because, you, like you said, you're a farmer. You grew up with, you know, high, high morals and you know, when when the stuff gets a little bit off baseball, how do you, how do you make that decision to move forward or just leave it alone? Yeah, that's that's really been one of the tougher things, I think, and especially over the last couple of years. You know, because there have been some things kind of surrounding the team, and and, and I'll I'll look at um, you know the most most recent one that comes to mind. Obviously, the the Addison Russell situation's been ongoing for a while, but but the Ben Zobris thing was was really a tough one for me personally on like, how am I going to address this or should I? And, and I had heard some things and, and there was some stuff, you know, initially with, Hey, he's, he's leaving the team, um, you know, personal leave. And then essentially what came out was, you know, and, and I, I remember seeing it cause Danny rocket, who's a, a mutual friend of ours uh, had, had tweeted something out. And I think he had, I don't know if he had been tipped to it or if he was proactively looking 
I never did ask him about that, or maybe I did, and I and, and I had a beer since then, and I forgot it. But I know that he had done like a Cook County public records search, and it showed that that Juliana Zobris had filed for divorce, and and so that information was out there. That is public record, and I you know. But then I'm like, okay, well, I want to be, and I was accused by a lot of people of stirring up the pot, just trying to be first. And I was like, well, that's silly. This is a Cubs player. He is on a leave of absence from the team and on the restricted list. And this is a, an integral member of the team. And so his absence, now that we have a reason for it, that's something I wanted to address, but my, my thought in it, and I took that to like five different people. Um, you know, I didn't make the decision on my own. I, I reached out to some folks via phone call, via, via text and, and, and just sort of asked, Hey, I am struggling with this. Do you think this is the right thing to do? And, and my thought process on it was this, in the absence of truth, uh, people are going to come up with whatever they want to, right? They're going to come up with explanations on their own. And my thought was, I have a big enough platform that if I can reach a few more people with the truth of what's going on and try to set that out there and say, hey, this is what we know. We don't know all the specifics behind the scenes, but we know this for sure. And, and so let's stop the speculation, at least as far as that point. And so I put it out in that regard. I, I, I got it out there and, and it got a lot of traction, but it was really interesting to see a lot of people were like, Hey, thank you. That was tastefully done. Yeah, it was um, very, it was very tastefully done. And then it was from that point on, everybody else started bringing that story out. So I absolutely nothing. It was public record. It was going to come out eventually. And like you said, the good thing about Cubs insider is, you know, you guys are obviously professionals at what you do, and you're very classy about it. Like you, I mean, I know you have a heart and soul behind it. At the end of the day, you're a passionate Cub fan, and you know you're not going to do anything to uh, to hurt the brand or the image. You know, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a baseball game, and you know we can leave you know some of the trash out of it, but unfortunately, it's going to enter at some point because of things that go on offside the field. And these players are so darn young these days. That's one of the things I, you know, we have these guys out here, Evan, and. You know, I forget. I'm forty, going to be forty six years old, but these guys are twenty four, twenty five years old, and they're a lot of them come from nothing, you know. And then all, all of a sudden they're, they they're come out, the come to, they come to the spotlight, yeah. and they're give, given a bunch of money. And you know, man, if I was twenty four, twenty five, like these guys were growing up, like I, you know, I was a whole different person when I was that that age. But my point is saying is there's everybody always forgets Evan uh, behind the baseball players are real people, you know, and not people are flawed. I'm flawed. John's flawed. William's flawed. You're flawed. We're all flawed in our different ways, but some of them, you know, come into a big city like Chicago with the, uh, the limelight, you know, everything's magnified to the highest, highest, you know, extent. So. Yeah. And I, I think the, the, the thing of it is, and, and certainly, you know, we have a, a different relationship that's not as direct with the club and with the players as what say uh, a credentialed beat writer would have. But, but at the same time, we do have some involvement with the team. We do have some connections in there and, and there's a point at which, and there are times, you know, again, this is what happens when you do um, make a little bit of a name or you, you make enough friends that are out there. You get to know a few people, you make connections. And so there'll be certain information that maybe we'll be privy to. There's a couple of stories that I've broken over the last year or two, um, that, you know, again, that we were first with that I ran by people in the organization or close to the organization, however you want to put that to say, Hey, I've got this information. I, you know, I, I understand. And there's certain times where, you know, they can't for whatever reason directly confirm those things, but they can 
kind of give, you know, they can't say, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, run with that. Absolutely. We'd love for you to print that. But there are ways that those things can be confirmed because the last thing you want to do is, is go out there and put something out that's going to be harmful to uh, an individual or to the organization, or then they'll blow back on you individually. You know what I mean? So you try right. to clear that stuff and you just try to be smart about it because at the end of the day, like you said, man, these are all, these are all human beings. Like I know we like to, it's easy to put them down to their statistics and, and certain things like that. But, um, but there's families involved and there's other things that are going on there. And when, when, some of them might not even be very tough situations, but when that stuff comes up, be it like an injury or a trade or somebody leaving the organization from the front office, um, that impacts a lot more than just that individual. So you have to really be cognizant about that. Think, okay, this was happening to me. How would I want somebody to address that, um, you know, in a respectful manner? So well, I'm sure the Cubs, the Theos people or whatever, they, they definitely, you know, slip, st- you know, leak stuff out because they don't want to put it out. They don't want it on Cubs.com or whatever, but, you know, even maybe false stuff just to, you know, so people see it and you know, regarding trades and, you know, stuff like that. But I'm sure that Theo's, you know, that's part of the game nowadays. And maybe because, because social media is so big and because blogging is becoming so big. And uh, it's, it's just interesting. The whole thing is interesting to me. And that's why I wanted to ask you those questions is because, I mean, you, you know, you're running a, a Cubs you know, page and get disseminating the information out there. But there's sometimes probably when you're like, Oh man, you know, what do I do with this? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, it, and there's some of those things, man, where, you know, it's almost like, yeah, you know, I, I don't really want to, I guess, case in point, right. Without getting into to too much of it. I mean, I remember when the initial stuff surrounding Addison Russell uh, came out when his ex-wife, you know, had a, it was like an Instagram post or something talk and, and something along the lines of it's, it's going to be free finally and, and other things. And then in the comments was when uh, her friend had made a, a comment that I think eventually got deleted about how Addison had, had hit her. And that really started to blow up. And, and I remember seeing that thinking, Oh my God, what, I, what do we do with this? Like, how does this get, a, and, and so I did not, I didn't feel equipped or comfortable to address that at the time. Cause I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know how to do this the right way. And I would rather, you know, I was like, I, I don't want to put some out there just to try to be first. You know, right, I want right. to, I want to do this right. So I'm going to sit back for a while on this one, but there, but those things it, it, it's, it's wild though, because you see so many things that that's, it's not that it will break in a, in a normal timely fashion stuff can come out of the blue, you know, again, via an Instagram comment. Or something like that, where you you know you're trying to comb through these things and find out what's true and what's not, and who's this person, and um, so it's it's just really uh, it's really wild how this stuff all comes about. But uh, that's that's the kind of the world in which we live right now, as far as the coverage of teams and, yeah, and players. Exactly. What's next for Cubs Insider? Like, what do you foresee? I mean, that's what the, you know. After talking today, I thought Cubs Insider was around a lot longer, but it sounds like it was you know. Something it kind of just morphed into Cubs Insider. So you've really only been around for three, you know, three years. Uh, what do you wh- and what's your goals? And you know, uh, you're basically where do you want to take this to? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's a there's a few different things. You know, I think we're we're really excited about trying to do as much as what we can. It's been it's been difficult for me, kind of building um, like the video content, the YouTube's. We've got a YouTube channel and and a few thousand subscribers over there, so. 
you know, how, how do we maybe figure out that? That's sort of a, I think the pipe dream would be to, to get some higher production value and some more stuff there uh, than just my occasional kind of uh, video shows that I'll do um, that I actually need to do another one of those this week. But we've also kind of been growing our, our podcast network and, and we've got several different pods, whether it be, um, you know, Danny Rockets, San Ranto show, uh, whether it's Ivy Envy and Wrigleyville Nation and Cubs related, those, they all have, um, well, Cubs related is more directly related. Uh, the other ones are all kind of loosely affiliated. They'll, they'll post uh, their their pods on there and we'll just kind of promote those. But then we have a new one called Growing Cubs that that is part of our that's that's ours. We started that up with uh, Greg Huss and, and uh, Jimmy Nelligan who run that. But it is, to my knowledge, is the only podcast that's out there that's completely devoted to the Cubs farm system. That's it. So they're not talking about guys in Chicago. It's all the miners and kind of really deep dive stuff. So that's kind of a new little branch. We're trying to, you know, build that out a little bit. And, uh, you know, so again, like with the podcast, with the YouTube stuff, like how can we reach people as this stuff kind of morphs into to something different? How do you hit people? Because some people would prefer to have a podcast that they can listen to on their commute you know, as they're driving or whatever, because you can't very well pull up Cubs Insider and read it. I mean, I guess you could, but uh, you're probably not, <laughs> probably not going to last very long uh, doing it that way, you know, but hey, can you have a pod that, that breaks that down? Can you, um, you know, if you have a, a YouTube video that you can watch while you're working out, uh, that'll, that'll kind of break some of those things down. So how can we branch out beyond just kind of the confines of the website? So, um, you know, we'll see how those things are going. I know we've, we've uh, you know, there were talks are trying to expand a, a network and do different sites and that sort of thing so i don't want to you know yeah uh, right but that's that's crazy so well, that's a good uh, thing you about you guys saying, are yeah. you guys are offering a lot, lot of different things and i think you're i mean the reason why i want to have you on from afar i've always respected you I, I i love reading your articles i think they're well done i think they're uh you know very classic classically done and uh yeah, I just I'm, I'm a big fan of you guys. Uh, I'm rooting for you guys. Uh, try to monetize it. You know, I mean, that's the thing. You spend a lot of time on it. Is there's any way of monetizing it? That's a plus, obviously. Uh, but yeah, we're big fans. We're rooting for you guys, and uh, keep up the great work, Evan, and all, your whole team, because that's what you did. You put together a team. It's not just you. It's a bunch of people that make the team up that makes Cubs Insider what it is. Absolutely, and I, you know, I, I appreciate that because it's. Uh... You know, it's, I, and I think, you know, and I, and I really stuff like that, you know, I think people don't see enough or don't hear enough of sometimes uh, just the positive reinforcement and and kind of just quality comments like that, because it does just like players. Uh, it becomes really easy to kind of turn them into machines or to take away their humanity. I think a lot of us, it doesn't matter in what form, whether you're a podcaster, a blogger, um, you know, you're on it, when you kind of have a public persona people tend to separate and say, well, oh, you do things for public consumption, so you must have a thick skin, and I can say anything I want to you, and it's fine. But um, but no, that's uh, – but anyway, that's kind of beside the point. But I do. I appreciate you guys having me on and, and being able to take some time with you, and uh, and this is fun. So, I mean, I, I dig what we're all kind of doing here in this in this space and how we're all sort of able to, to work together. Ideally, um, you know, there are times when even – I know you guys raise tons of money for charity, which is super awesome. And, and having that kind of a mission is always something that, 
I'm happy to participate in, especially if we can have a few beers along the way and, and have fun with this whole Cubs thing. You know, if we can use that for the greater good, then uh, I think everybody's going to be better off for it. Exactly. A hundred percent agree. Um, keep, like I said, keep plugging away, looking forward to hanging out with you and having that beer and hopefully Wrigley field or club 400. Sounds good to me. I'll be there either way. <laughs> hey, th- thanks for your time on this night off. Tell your wife, we are very thankful for your time and let, letting her share yourself with us. And, uh, we'll see you at the ballpark, buddy. Sounds good. I will be there. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Evan. Take care guys. Thanks, Evan. Yep. From the slums of Shaolin, Wu-Tang Clan strikes again. The RZA, the Jizza, old dirty bastard, inspector deck, make porn the chef. You guard, ghost face killer, and the M-E-T-H-O-D, man. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Hey, you, get off my ground. You don't know me and you don't know my staff. The method man, patty cake, patty cake, hey, the method man. No need skip, be jip or beat the pan. Peanut butter, cause I'm not butter. In fact, I snap back like a rubber band. I be Sam, Sam I am, and I don't eat green eggs and ham. Now the hitch up, well, you'll be like, that's the jam. Turn it up, now hear me get up, well, I'm about to blow, light me up. Upside, downside, inside and outside, hitting you from every angle. Some of this and some of that. Hold up, what? I thought I saw a 